Hey you, thanks for joining me today. Welcome to Inchstones to Milestones podcast. I'm Ashley Ziegler, a proud mom of seven, homeschooler, behavior analyst, student, and special needs parent. I'm inviting you to join me in this journey of mutual growth where each and every episode we learn to thrive inch by inch. Hello, hello. <clears throat> Coming at you hot today from outside the library where they close at 2 p.m. on Saturdays and uh, I need free Wi-Fi. The sign outside here said no loitering, right? And I started to ponder if I really knew what the definition of that word was. So I actually looked it up on Google. But it says to basically hang around with no purpose. And I figure since I'm using their Wi-Fi, that is indeed a purpose. So I've decided that I'm legal. (laughs) Today I have no microphone because I forgot my cord, which is true Ashley style to forget some of the most important uh, pieces. Let me tell you a little story here. I went, there's this coffee shop in this town and it's like this cute little coffee shop that I found online I was looking for places that I could go and work and I tried to go there like four times and the first time I think it snowed um then one of the times it snowed but it was like mostly cleared so I went and they had closed early and then there was a week or two where we had something else planned on a Saturdays, and I was just like, oh, and there's there's one time that I went, and I didn't have my card. I made it there. They were open, and I didn't have my card or cash or anything, so I finally made it there today and got a nice iced coffee and some, uh, some of those, like, tasty cake type things. It was cute, but they didn't have Wi-Fi set up there for just anyone, so, plus, you know, recording a podcast, I have to be in my car, so I'd only be working there for a little bit. So that's my little story. Um, In case you feel like everyone else in the world has things all together, they don't. Um, Now on to our main topic. (laughs) I thought we'd talk about elopement. And elopement in the general, when people hear elopement in general society, they probably think of two people going off and getting married um, without telling their family or as a surprise, but in the special needs world, it means wandering or running away from um, your caregivers, a safe place, etc., etc. So elopement is very common for autistic individuals, and there's a few common reasons for it. So one is that it is too loud. Oftentimes this happens at parties or um, environments that there's too much stimulation, whether that is visual or more likely often related to noise. Um, You'll see kids get totally engrossed in like an iPad and I've heard that and they walk, you know, they just walk out with their iPad very interesting. Um, a lot of times when kids are on screens, you see them just like sit there and not move at all. But um, this is more common with autistic kids to be on an iPad and just start 
walking away from the noise, everything kind of getting lost. Um, and then frequently the risk is obviously abduction, um, getting lost and not knowing where you are. Like if you wandered into the woods, it's, if it's cold out. And then another big one is drowning, um, and, you know, getting hit by a car. So these are all things, obviously, that we want to avoid. Um, as a parent, I have had to deal with elopement earlier on in our journey. And this was, um, my son was about around the age of three, two to three. Um, and he would just, for him, he would just bolt, like... And so it got to the point where we couldn't even be outside. Um, we had to, we actually got a grant for a fence. So we have a very, and we, we, we couldn't just go with any fence. We went with like the tall, big white fences uh, that are totally enclosed. You can't climb through anything. If, if a pole, there's no pole to break to walk through. Um, and that is helpful. Uh, my son had been at one point on a porch, and we believe he climbed up and climbed over the rail. Of course, we didn't see it. Um, my other's child got hurt. I took him inside to clean him up, and I walked back out, and he was gone. And uh, was running down the road. And a neighbor caught him, and he was even, like, bruised up on his knee. Like, he had fallen and so so we believe that he actually climbed over and fell and just got up and kept running. He would do that. He was um, a child with epilepsy. He was used to falling um, from his seizures and just a very high pain tolerance. Um, and that was one of the scariest days of my life. So I really feel for people who deal with elopement. And I also maybe a little bit uh, more have a little bit more of a urgency or fight or flight when I see these issues happen um, in public, at, you know, churches, at uh, playgrounds and that sort of thing. Some people, they know that they can call their kid and their kid's going to come back. But parents of kids with autism, they don't know that. Like you could, so, so the parents need to be within a certain, you know, amount of yards or closer from their kid or inches from their child. Um, and so I thought we would talk about some ways in which to prevent this from occurring, if at all possible. So the first thing I'm going to mention is trackers. Some people put air tags, which may or may not be a bad idea. I can't, I can't speak to the radiation or the, the safety in that regard. But some people use air tags, like uh, Apple has something like that, that you can attach. Some people buy Angel Sense. Um, you could buy some sort of tracker and put it on, but keep in mind, if your kid doesn't like things on them or they have sensory aversions, that might be kind of challenging. And then the next thing I'm going to mention is locks on the doors. We have chain locks and then um, we have considered in the past some keypad locks. Like it's like 
there is no, <laughs> there is almost no too much for these families because it is just unbelievable what the kids will, you know, do to escape. So what else can we say? So we lock both the bottom and the top. Um, and then we also use visuals that you can place on the door to remind the child of like you're allowed to go out in this situation you're not allowed to go out in this situation so you're allowed to go out with an adult um or with a sibling but you're not allowed to go out by yourself etc something like that so the visual prompt is can be helpful and then in regards to if a child were to get out uh some police stations offer a where you you basically go through paperwork and set up stuff with them where they will uh, have your child and their location on file and it will be listed as an uh, um, at-risk autistic child so that if your child were to be you know get out if you live in a town especially they will know this is where this kid like we have this kid on file um, some people are not comfortable with that. Some people are. I'm about, like, well, what's the safest thing for the kid? What's, in all likelihood, like, benefits versus risks? So those are just a few of the tips that I am mentioning, and I'm sure there's many more. Uh, oh, and another one that I think is really, really helpful is taking your ch- child out to specifically teach them how to not run from you. And that means walking on uh, sidewalks that are not a great danger and gradually, you know, working up, um, working on playing with like red light, green light, stop, go, um, making the rules very concrete. And then when it comes to prevention, we want to talk about making sure that the environment that they're in is one that they would want to stay in. So that means that you're not... Um, the noise level is suitable for them, um, that they have somewhere quiet in their house that they can go and be alone. And then what else? You want to make sure you're not placing demand after demand after demand on them where all they hear is your voice constantly like saying their name, telling them to do stuff. Like I'm not saying you don't direct them, but you want to make your environment less aversive to that child so they are not trying to escape it in any means possible Um, and then yeah just giving them lots of breaks throughout the day if it is a loud household that you have somewhere they can be and go that is safe Um, and also teach them to advocate for themselves and tell you it's too loud Um, there's you know people are touching me whatever it is that they're just like Ah, they just want to run away, get away. So those are my tips for you um, from a parent who's <laughs> dealt with some elopement. Um, it's I'm sure it's much harder if your kid is, you know, a teenager and sneaky and, uh, you know, just it's it's different for different ages, how you need to work on it, etc. Um, so take my advice for... <laughs> what it's worth to help you. All right. 
Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you again next time. Bye. Hey you, thanks so much for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe, follow, so we can spend more time together again soon. Also, I hope that you have a wonderful week learning to thrive inch by inch.